We've been in this four-week series called Heaven's Heartbeat, and this is the final week. And don't worry, if you miss the other three, you can get something out of a single week just like you can the collective series of presentation. But the essence of this message is what is heaven's heartbeat? What is the fundamental principle that makes up who God is and why we serve him? It's love. It's love. And every we were made in his image. Everything we know of love, how to give it, how to love somebody else, is because he gave it to us. He imparted it into us through his creation. He made us out of his image. And therefore, just like um, we think he can't relate to our struggles, we came from him. So not only can he relate, but when he came and was tempted and died just like us, he could relate to us. So we can never say that God can't relate to how we feel. And that's a good thing. And guess what? I bet no matter how bad your day's been this week, Jesus had it worse. Can we, can we amen to that? Amen means so be it. When you say amen, you're saying, I agree with you, pastor. So anytime your day feels bad, just remember, Jesus had it worse. And that will make you feel a little bit better. That will make your problem feel a little bit smaller. I got to preaching so we can get on with this message. Sorry about that. <laughs> this is week four of Heaven's Heartbeat. It's Relationship Month. This is really a series to help relationships of all kinds and yourself. We're going to go to John chapter 15, verses 12 through 17. This is Jesus speaking to the apostles. We called it a few weeks ago, Real Talk. This is pretty heavy stuff because some of this, he's also speaking literally. So y'all don't, y'all don't, maybe know that the apostles all died a pretty ugly death for what they believed. And I'm thankful that my faith don't have to be tested to that level because I only had to die spiritually. They had to die literally for the cause. Can you imagine? Me neither. So when we get caught up in the the pettiness of the problem sometimes, I'm not saying your problem's petty, but I'm saying it 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 can be reduced when you look at the bigger thing and say, how much do I really love Jesus like he loved me. So this is his message to them in this moment. Verse 12 says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. He didn't say love each other. He said, love you, love each other how I've loved you. There's a difference. Greater love has no one, everybody say no one, than this, than to lay down one's life for a friend. Jesus himself, who goes to the cross for us, gives us a warning sign here that there is no greater love, sign of love, than one to lay down their life for another. That's what friendship is, he says. I don't know if I'm a very good friend, if I have to be honest. (laughs) Some of my friends, I'd be like, you're on your own. You are my friends, he says, if you do what I command. You are my friends if you do what I command. Therefore, if you don't do what I command, therefore, that is not established. My definition, says the Lord, of what friendship is. And friendship's a two-way street. Is anybody else feeling a little not friendly enough? And you thought it was bad to have to smile at people on Sunday mornings. Real talk from Jesus. Verse 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. 
For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. What do you do with something good? You give it away, says God. If it's worth anything, our job as the church is to give it away to somebody else and therefore to be a friend of the world and to give away so they can come become part of this body. We are commanded, he said, to give it away. Therefore, if we are not giving, we are not Christians. Can I get an amen? I know it hurts. That's the Bible, folks. I didn't write it. If I wrote it, I'd say, therefore, if there's no Starbucks and no video games, you are not Christians. But that's not the Bible that I read from. And there wouldn't be much meat because I'm way too boring. You did not choose me. Oh, this is good. I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Fruit means offsprings. Jesus, the Son of God, is no more than the offspring of the fruit that God himself manifested in the womb of Mary that bore fruit. You following me? Now, how is it that Jesus, I'm going to get a little theological on y'all. How is it that God would send somebody else? He said, I'm not sending nobody else because there's no greater love than to lay down your own life for a friend. Therefore, I'm going to come and do it. I'm going to make myself like you so that I can die for you, not somebody else. People get tripped up on that. The son was made flesh and he was the fruit of God's plan of redemption. Therefore, he is a fruit offspring or what we call son. Isn't that cool? Anyway, back to the Bible. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Wouldn't it be cool if you could get some fruit from Costco that didn't spoil ever, ever? The nonsense, like a Willy Wonka scenario. Willie, can you make us some fruit that never spoils like the bubble gum that never loses its taste? And so whatever you ask in my name, Willy Wonka is not in this verse. Don't go home saying, what Bible are they reading from? Whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, this is my command. Love each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Go back to the beginning of the passage. Love each other as I have loved you. The title of this fourth week is Love is Greater. Love is greater. You'll see the greater than math equation and there's nothing on the other side of it because there's nothing we could put there that love still wouldn't be greater. And we talked about jealousy. We talked about bitterness. We talked about sadness. And finally, we get to come to the realization that it doesn't matter what we put on the other side of the math equation. Love is greater. Always. If it wasn't the most supreme form of the essence of who God is, he wouldn't leave them with that simple message to love each other as I have loved you. Isn't that good? I treat, I treat love. The house music's gone. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm a bit technical. Just clear the audio on the ProPresenta audio icon. <laughs> I like it, though. What you got to do when there's a problem, you just make fun of it. And people laugh, and then you're like, anyway, growing pains here. It's still going. Just hit the audio. I'm going to fix it real quick. Sorry, guys. Hold on. No, you're fine. Okay, that worked. 
Jeopardy music. Da, na, 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 na. I don't know. It stopped. Oh, I'm horrible. It's the lobby. It's the lobby. That's my bad. Come on, give it up for the lobby music, tricking the pastor. Y'all like, this is the weirdest experience I've ever been to. No, listen, we, uh, we got music going everywhere. And uh, Sorry, Amanda, I totally confused everybody there. More caffeine. Love is greater. <laughs> Back to the message. Love is greater. There's nothing you can put, a, put in front of it that love can't defeat. Speaking of love, let's pray this week over our Ukrainian and Russian friends, shall we? Because love is greater. And as upset as I get about my little world, I can't imagine what it's like to be in that situation. I saw some letters from missionaries. It's heart-wrenching. Man, that's real faith. I need to work on it. Reading what these people are going through for the cause of the gospel makes Americans look a little soft, I have to tell you makes it look a little soft with how we're presenting it and how we call a test, what we call a test. (laughs) I'm talking to myself here. So let's pray for our Ukrainian and Russian friends that God can bring peace to that situation. But as a husband and a dad, there's one thing I turn to, and even if you're not a parent, you can relate this to something. There's one thing I turn to when the chaos of my day is getting to me which is frequently. <laughs> Does anybody stress, ever have stress in here? Anybody know what cortisol levels are? Okay, okay, we're, we're, we're in, we're going, we got something going. There's one thing that really fixes it. And that's, that's Jesus, of course. But you know, God uses people. That's my children and my wife. Like when I'm feeling good, Cody, I'm like RoboCop, Terminator, but when I have a problem and I really need help, there's nothing that can bring peace through Christ except seeing them and simplifying back to basics. And right now I've told you it's, it's looking at my baby who's almost three months, March 7th, she'll be three months, and she's gonna be getting dedicated here. And it's pretty cool. I'll get to dedicate my first child. Number five gets dedicated by dad, Camilla, and she's really chubby, which is good. That's a good sign when you're a baby. But she's going to be here, and nobody's even met her yet. But what I do at night is I, and I've talked about this, is I, I look at her, and she just looks at me. And she falls asleep. <laughs> thanks, Taz. I don't know what you did, but thanks. That's my other son. Um, there's a peace that when a baby is looking at you that nothing else can give. And it's not only are they looking at you, but they're looking towards you, even at that age, for guidance. But did you know they're copying? I talk to her, and she talks to me. And she don't talk to the other kids and to mom as much as she talks to me. And I think it's because I talk to her more than they do. Or I'm just better. I don't know. What do you think, boys? Oh, she, okay, now they're getting, they're getting, they're getting, they're going to like get physical here. In a second. My other four are on the front row here. But I was thinking, why is it that that little small thing is what brings the most peace? It's because it is the only pure sign of God's love in my life that I allow in my day. 
I'm not saying God's not in it. I'm going to try to really speak this right, and I apologize for all the confusion with the pro presenter. It's because I'm actually a software developer by day, and even when I'm preaching, my mind gets a little robotic because that's my, my, that's my week. And so um, I was trying to figure out why is this baby the most remedying thing in my life. It's because it's the most purest thing. And, and here's, here's the part I'm trying to get you to get, is that Jesus can be in your life, but until he gets to those moments of that, fear, that pureness, you can't really see him fully. It's more like, he says I'm a friend, but we look at that word like a buddy, like the buddy system, like, hey, Jesus, that's not what he's calling a friend. He's using a friend on a much deeper level. He's saying a friend will die for you in a minute. They love you more than they love themselves. That's a good friend. And that's not how we in America look at the word friend, at least I don't. We, we look at it like buddy. But when you, when you look at that baby, when I look at that baby, I see love that is so strong that there's nothing that can take me from that. There's nothing that can stop her from loving me back, no matter how much money I, I, I lose for our family and throw, if I threw us into bankruptcy or if I made a bad decision or if I, I said the wrong thing. Like, no matter what mistakes dad could make, she will never change how she feels about me. And at that age, she has no reason to. She has no, no reason except to love me more than anything in its fullness. And that's why she represents the essence of this love I'm trying to get in your DNA here, that it's deeper than what we think of. We use the term kind of generically, you know what I mean? Is anybody getting this? Like it's gotta get to a pure point in your day that you can see God the way he wants you to see it. Like I loved you, he said. And so only those little things can really like wake us up. And that's why I think God uses these illustrations in our, in our world to get our attention so we can understand it. But she loves me no matter what. And after three weeks of looking at what steals the love of God out of sight and mind in our day-to-day, today we remember there is nothing that can take God's love away. Nothing. Never, ever, nothing, whatever you want to say, you can say love is greater than that. In this journey, we're going to be in battles. True signs of love bring battles. It's a test. I can remember nothing is greater than God's love and that he has given me an opportunity. Everybody say it's an opportunity to overcome. God says, put your forward thinkers on. Quit waiting on me how to tell you to fix it. I gave you, I equipped you to fix it, is what he said. You can overcome. You can overcome the thing if you choose to go after it because I have equipped you. So many are waiting on God. How long will we wait? God says, I already gave you what you need to overcome. So when you hit a wall of doubt and the enemy tries to steal your joy this week, this month, or this year, your strength, your confidence, just remember God's love is greater. God's love was so good, he was willing to die for me. And he, he did die for me. He died for me even when I didn't know him. He died for me when I cursed him. He died for me when I actually made fun of him, perhaps. That's blasphemy. You know, there's all these things. That's love. Love. Anybody remember... Um, What's the show with Regis Philbin? Time to phone a friend. What was that show? Who wants to be a millionaire? 
Is that still on like Netflix or something now, anything? No. Well, now we don't have phones. It's more like who, who wants to text a friend? Like just so you know, we don't want to text a friend. We want to get them on the phone. We want to get them face to face like we were talking, Allison, because, because we need to find a friend that has really got our best interest. I'm going to go there. I'm going to pause on that. I'm, I'm going to come back to this idea of substitutes. But Regis would say, phone a friend. I'm going to tell you, go find a friend in person and look them face to face and quit texting them. And you've been trying to win this thing with the wrong friends in your, in your life. I'm not saying get rid of everybody. I mean, you can. But I'm not, I'm not saying to. Find the friends that are making you better. Jesus says, I'm your friend. Jesus is my friend. That's so cute. No, Jesus is my friend, and he's given his life for me. That gets me up on Sunday. That gets me up any day for God. I don't have any feeling to it no more. I'm automatic. It doesn't matter. And that's, that's what a friend will do. We got to find a friend. We've been trying to do it without a friend or a friend that can actually help us win. We put on the weight of Jesus instead of giving it to him. We put on what was meant for him to carry, and it brings us down. You can carry some. I just said you're equipped. And so he's telling me now I shouldn't carry it. No, I'm saying because you're equipped, you know who to give it to to carry it for you. That's how you move it along because it gets real heavy without a real friend. Some of you looking for a best friend that's been there all along. A best friend, a savior kind of friend that's been there all along. Anybody ever had friends like this? They give you advice about something they know nothing about? And you're supposed to listen to them? And maybe you do, and then you have a bad outcome? Let me give you some really good wisdom here. Don't listen to advice from people who have no experience in what they're saying to you. That's not going to end well. Can I, can I tell something kind of funny? I don't know. You might get offended. Okay, I'm going to tell it anyway. I had a friend who was, uh, became a financial coach. I'm thinking, them? All they ever talked about was being broke all the time, looking for help, money. We can't get a job. Like, like, and they became a financial coach. I'm like, I would, you need to put that down before you wreck somebody. Like, that's what I'm thinking. You don't want to take advice from someone who doesn't have an experience in the advice they're given. And Jesus says, I'm the real deal. You want my advice, says the Lord. Find a friend. We need friends who have experience in the recommendations they're giving. And because Jesus came and not only was human, but because he was tested in every way we could imagine, he can truly say, I have experienced the pain you felt. Listen to me, says the Lord. I know how you feel. I didn't say problems would be absent in your life. I said I would be there to love you through it. That's important. That's important you understand that love is how you get through it. Because we think when we come to Jesus, we won't become martyrs for the kingdom like the real apostles. But to be an apostle means we have to truly die spiritually. And that means there's going to be times when you're tested to a point, I don't think I can get through it. I want to quit. I want to quit. Maybe we do quit. Like the UFC fighters, they retire and they come back out of retirement as soon as somebody offers them, you know, 
Not that kind of superficial quitting. I mean, like, like this is so heavy, it's not fair. Why would I serve a God who hurts my family, who did this to my loved ones? Because God said, I didn't do that to you. I'm here to love you through it. We are born into a world of sin that is corrupt. And the only way to come back into union with Jesus and to become pure like that baby is to come back into covenant through, through the plan of redemption. Therefore, we can only do that through that relationship. It doesn't eliminate pain, suffering. Oh, I wish it did. I wish it did. I get really weird thoughts in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping. Like I wake up going, I don't know about this. And then by afternoon, I'm normal again. You know when the devil strikes me hardest? Monday mornings. I love y'all, but you know how many times I've woke up Monday morning going, I don't know about this. And by Monday afternoon, I'm like, this is what we're doing. It's because the devil attacks you where you're tired and where you're weakest and where your passion is the strongest. So he's going to go after your passion when you're the tiredest in that thing. And for me, it's the ministry and it's Monday mornings. So that's, and I'm used to it now, but like three years, the first three years, it was so funny because I'm like, oh, devil, come on, man. You know I'm going to be loving this by afternoon, so don't even try to test me like I don't love this. Because God's plan is bigger. It's bigger than even what I see right now. I don't know what it looks like, and that's how I like it. Because if I tried to have the whole thing in my, in my carnal understanding, I couldn't carry that thing. Instead, I said, God's got it, and he's going to make a way. And now the volcano's coming out through the ocean because we're sticking with it. We're pushing through the haters that want to plant seed of doubt in you and tell you it's not worth it and no one cares and no one's being fed and lives aren't being changed and on and on. But that's the devil's lies and he's going to do that to every situation we face. It don't have to be just ministry. But let me tell you, if you want to really see how the enemy works, get involved with your church. Really go in for serving. Don't be a part-timer in God's commission. Be a full-timer I'm not saying it's insignificant. I'm saying when you stand up for God, you're raising your, red, you're raising your flag to the enemy going, he's a target, she's a target. They love Jesus for real. I don't like that, says the enemy. Now, I'm not saying he sends lightning bolts and people get this mis mistaken, but what I am saying is the battles are a part of the journey. All we can count on is God's love to get us through it. And it doesn't waver, and that's, that's something we can always count on. The, the phone a friend thing, you only got three. Jesus says, you can call me more than three times. <laughs> you can call me even when there's no internet connection. See, see how my little robotic mind works? I'm thinking no internet connection. What kind of trip is that, Cody? We're in Hawaii one time and I'm in the cabana looking on Amazon because that's joy. Forget the beach. Somebody help Help me, Lord. <laughs> Don't give up. What you're facing is just for a season. It's just for a moment. And God's love is greater. If God chose you, he said, I chose you. If God chose you, how can the enemy hurt you? Do you think the enemy can hurt God? You know, you know God laughs at the devil. So when you realize if you are chosen by God, you can't be hurt by the enemy. That's comforting. Is anybody getting this? If love is greater, that means Jesus is bigger because Jesus is love. Therefore, it could say Jesus is greater than. 
It could say God is greater than. It could say love is greater than. It's all the same because you can't separate them. And when you feel weak, I'm going to tell you how to fix your problem this week. You ready? This is the greatest advice you're ever going to get. I'm just going to trademark it right now. Oh, I can't. I already ripped it off from somebody else. This is, this is the Bible I'm ripping off. Can we rip off the Bible? If we ever quit using the Bible, we should shut the doors. If we ever quit preaching God's word, we should close one seat church. Because that's not, that's not what God commissioned his people to do. But the remedy, come on, this is good. Come on, get out your tablets or text somebody. The remedy to fix your problem this week is to love somebody else. Put your focus on them. To fix it, I have to take my eyes off of it. To fix how big that mountain looks, I have to quit looking at it. Can you imagine if you never started the mountain climb? If you, uh, we preached on this. There was a message in 2018 about that mountain. Altitude sickness. Does anybody remember? Way back. A message called altitude sickness. And the message is, the mountain looks different when you're up on the top of it. But when you just keep standing at the base of it, thinking, this is really big. I don't know if, it's like little Jeffy, little chubby Jeffy on the high dive at Queenie Park, 1980-something. I could call myself chubby because I was. I'm okay with that. I was, on the, I, would, I was on the high dive, and I was holding up the line, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can jump in the 10-foot water. I don't know. I can't do it. Get me back down the thing. And all the kids are like, no, he's not coming back down the ladder. And they're all like, you know, like I'm squeezing through. Back then, Corona wasn't a thing. You could actually bump into people and they wouldn't turn you into the police. You know, like I was coming back down the ladder because I couldn't face the mountain. I was obsessed with the water. That was my mountain. But when you just jump or just start climbing, we got a um, climber thing. It's a mountain climber simulator. It'll tear you up. Five minutes, I'm like, oh, Lord, get me off this thing. But they got these classes on there. It's kind of like Peloton. There's like a 30-minute. I'm like, who could do that? Why do those exist? And so, so I'm getting on there, and like, I'm, my legs are, you know, like when you water ski, you're getting sea leg. I'm getting sea leg in the first three minutes on this thing because I had to just stand there with my own body weight. I'm thinking, how could I ever get to 10 minutes or 15 minutes? But you know what I found out the trick is, is you quit looking at the clock. And you just start going. And I ended up getting up to like 20 minutes. It's hard, but if you want to reduce the size of your mountain, quit looking at it. How do we fix it? Give, give some love away. Love somebody. Love like I have loved you, and your problems will shrink. I'm not saying they won't exist. They will shrink and turn into manageable, bite-sized things. Not always, but most of the time. Sometimes we're going to have those seasons that nothing helps. That's where we lean on Jesus the most, and we, we, just, we just let him hold us in those situations. But a lot of the other problems we could mitigate through our week, we can love somebody else them away. Don't give up. He is greater. If you do it my way, he says, if you do it my way. You are my friends if you do what I have commanded. If you do it my way, is what he's saying. If you do it my way, 
you will bear fruit, he said. Look at this, look at this. Verse 16, you did not choose me, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. We mentioned that the fruit lasting matters. Does anybody like to get some fruit and as soon as they get home it's already rotting? Nobody. God says this kind of fruit will last so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give it. God is saying it has to be in my name so it's the real deal. That's why we preach in Jesus' name and we pray in the name of Jesus because there's no other name given among men that we can be saved because it means Jehovah shall save his people from their sins. And we are baptized in the name of Jesus because it means we follow Jesus. We, we, we follow his teachings. We believe like him. We follow what he says. That's why all of it matters. If you do it my way, says God, you'll see a difference. Can you all stand this morning? All have been appointed to bear fruit. And if we're appointed, then we're equipped to get through it. My way doesn't work, God. My way doesn't work, and I'm sorry, Lord, that I thought it did again. But that's why I serve you, God, because you'll, you'll, you'll let me come back to you no matter how many times I screw up. And God for, forbid that I ever make a mockery of your grace but that when I screw up, I am truly sorry, God. But if I screw up again, I know that you'll still love me. And that is a love that only you can provide. That is a love that I can't get from anyone else unless you're in their life too. And that's what I need in my life is godly people who love me like you. And I can find that by loving them like you. Let's close our eyes for a minute and just lift a hand. And if you're feeling something today, nobody's looking at you. That's why we got our eyes shut. If you're feeling something today, only I can see and God can see. If you're feeling something today that just seems to not go away, no matter what you're doing, no matter what, the, what you've tried, you've looked at you version, you've read the devotionals, you're reading your scripture, and nothing eases the pain. If anybody has that going on, I challenge you to just lift your hand to the, to the heavens for a moment. Thank you. God, we pray over all these needs right now. We pray over not only the people that have lifted their hands because you know all situations, you know all seasons, but we pray over everybody in this room and everybody online and everybody in the other countries fighting right now, God. We pray for those needs to be met, but we pray, God, that in that process, we see you different. We elevate our love for you because we see how deep your love really is for us, that we no longer treat friendship like a generic term, the, the buddy system in America, but we treat friendship for what you meant it to be, that you love us, the, we love you the way you love us, and that is to lay your life down for us, just as the apostles would soon go lay down their life for you. You were warning them, God. You were saying, if you love me, you're going to face this. And soon the apostles had to face that. And Jesus was letting them know what is to come. So as your church in 2022, we're thankful, God, that we don't have to live that life. That you gave you gave so much that we can, we can have an easier time. But God, we're not always looking for easier. We're looking for best. So we pray right now, God, that you make us better. 
We pray that you give us an unspeakable joy and calming peace like baby Camilla through the process that when we look into your eyes, God, nothing can interfere. Everything calms down. The waves subside because we are staring at the only thing that can heal, and that is you, God. We give you all the praise now, all the glory, and if the, if the voices of heaven